When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My brand new book, Midwife Pip's Guide to a Positive Birth, is now available. So much more than a book, this is a guide that allows me to hold your hand through your birth preparation journey. With over a decade of experience and knowledge packed in to ensure you really are empowered in the way you deserve to achieve a positive birth, regardless of the twists and turns that crop up. Make sure that you get your hands on Midwife Pip's Guide to a Positive Birth Book now and are empowered to have the birth experience that you deserve. Hello, I'm Pip and welcome to the Midwife Pip podcast, the home of expert information and real chats on all things pregnancy, birth and beyond. Remember, as a podcast listener, you can get 15% off my online courses at midwifepip.com using the code PODCAST15. We have all heard about ultrasound scans for pregnancy, but do you really understand what they're for and your options around pregnancy scans? This week's guest is here to reveal all. This is Alison Ball, the lead sonographer and national clinical and quality manager at Ultrasound Direct, the UK's most experienced private ultrasound scan provider. With over 24 years of scanning experience in obstetrics, gynecology, general, small parts, pediatrics and vascular in both the NHS and private sectors, she has literally seen it all. Alison is passionate about helping pregnant people make informed choices about what's best for their individual needs. And today she's joining us to share the most important information that expectant parents should know around ultrasound scans and their choices. So welcome and thank you for joining me, Alison. <laughs> I'm so glad to have some sunshine again now that spring is well and truly here. But for pregnant women suffering with hay fever, Warm, sunny days can be anything but enjoyable. New research by Fusion Allergy Nasal Spray reveals a quarter of mums felt that battling hay fever symptoms stopped them enjoying their pregnancy. And one in four said they spent less time outdoors in fear of symptoms flaring up. It's clear that mums-to-be are unsure which way to turn when it comes to treatments too, with nearly a third saying they felt there was a lack of information around which allergy relief products they could take. And over 40% didn't think they were allowed to take anything at all. Well, luckily help is here. Fusion Allergy Nasal Spray is a summer essential for mums-to-be and little ones experiencing hay fever. It protects you from hay fever symptoms without the need for drugs or preservatives. Containing the unique natural ingredient, Ectoin, to shield your airways from pollen and to help stop allergy symptoms before they begin, while soothing an itchy, runny or congested nose. 
Fusion Allergy Nasal Spray is $9.99 from your local Boots Pharmacy or Boots.com. With the Fusion Allergy range currently buy one, get one half price, go on, give your nose a holiday. Thank you for having me, Pip. It's great to be here. I'm very excited to talk to you because I think your job scanning pregnant women is one of the things that when people find out they're pregnant, they are just waiting to see you, aren't they? Like you are the next yes. most important stop point, which is very Absolutely. exciting. Do you <laughs> feel that pressure sometimes when women come to you? Sometimes, yes, yes, we do. Oh, it's so it's it's lovely. Great. It is great, isn't it? It's so good. I remember um, in my own pregnancy, I was pregnant in, in that lockdown, that joyous lockdown. So my 12-week scan, I had to attend on my own. And the sonographer made such a difference to how I felt because I was naturally so anxious. And she was the only other person there to reassure me. So thank you for yeah. the work that you do because it really oh, is important. Thank you. It's nice to hear. Yeah, not just from a medical perspective, you know, from the whole experience, <laughs> your job is is so important. So as let's jump yeah. straight in. Sure. When when will expectant parents generally be offered ultrasound scans in a routine pregnancy? So um, as part of the NHS uh, fetal anomaly screening pathway, the NHS offer two routine ultrasound scans. Um, and these are predominantly focused on baby's health. The first scan is approximately between 11 and 14 weeks. Um, it's known as the dating scan and genetic screening is undertaken at this stage if the parents agree. What we're doing at that scan are we're checking to ensure that baby is growing within the uterus and of course how many babies there are as well. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> and we measure the baby from their head to their rump and this determines the gestational age, which gives us a due date for delivery. And then we're also looking at the development of baby and certain structures at this stage, such as the skull, the umbilical cord insertion, for any visible abnormalities. Mm. That's In really addition Oh, sorry. So that's sorry, really no, no. for people to understand because often I think you think that that scan is primarily or just to give you a due date and we yes. overlook sometimes everything else that you're looking for. But sorry, car carry on with what you're looking no, at. That's, <laughs> no, that's right, Pip. Um, you know, it is. Um, but in addition to this as well, if that the person being scanned and, and their partner would like genetic screening, we then look at the nuchal at the back of the neck it's a, a little bit of fluid that collects at the back of the neck that's only visible between 11 weeks and two days and 14 weeks and we take some bloods as well and then that parent is given a combined screening risk for the assessment of down syndrome edwards syndrome and patel's syndrome so it gives a, a probability scoring for babies having these conditions now, some NH, NHS trusts are offering the non-invasive prenatal tests as well for high-risk results. But um, other than that, if it does come back as, as high, um, we're looking at one in one, anything below 150, mm -hmm. then they, they can be offered um, a CVS where they take a sample of the placenta and test it, or an amniocentesis where they take some of the amniotic fluid around baby and test it. And would people receive their results usually through the post? Is that right? When when you've done that's the test? right. 
Yes, that's correct. Yes. So then they're waiting for the postman to. to that's it. Pregnancy and birth is a lot of waiting, <laughs> isn't it? It's so much I know. waiting. I and know. It, you know that first trimester for most women feels like an age. So getting to you yeah. is like this first right. I'm actually pregnant, and often I think when people see their baby for the first time that really is when it hits home that, that they are actually pregnant and actually becoming a parent, which is, which is so exciting. It must be really fun, fun for you in your job. Um, <laughs> from a really practical basis, Alison, how do you check using the equipment that you have, presumably, um, a baby's health during a scan? What are you doing? Because when I see these scans, I'm like, wow, I have no idea how you see what you see. You have like a completely different eyesight that's superhuman, I'm sure. Sure. Yeah. I mean, um, what we do, I mean, it's dependent on the scan being done at the time. However, the first thing that we would look at on any scan is to ensure that that heart is beating and that the pregnancy is viable. And we try to notify parents as quickly as we can when we see the heart beating, because we know the anxiety this causes. And those pauses, you know, during the scan can often make parents extremely concerned. And then, for example, obviously checking baby's health. Um, I spoke about the the um, the first trimester um, scan, but there's also the anomaly scan mm. where we would check all the major structures and organs of baby at that point. But if we're talking about a very early scan um, to check the initial scan at, say, around seven weeks, what we're looking for at that point is to make sure that initially the pregnancy is in the uterus. We also make sure that within the sack as well, there are contents. We want to see baby with a heartbeat, but there's other things that we look out for, such as the yolk sack. And the yolk sack is a really extremely important structure because it provides all of the nutrients um, in the early stages of pregnancy prior to the placenta taking over. We also have a look outside of the uterus in an early scan as well, just to make sure there aren't any ovarian cysts or anything else going on. But an ultrasound scan, we can only check the baby's general state on the day of the scan. Mm. And then in later scans, we would undertake an assessment by looking through the baby. And what we actually do is like a sweeping motion from head to toe. And we look at what structures are there. We look to make sure they look as they should. We look at the position of the baby and check the baby is active. And as a trained sonographer, um, we check the health of baby from from that general sweep. Um, we can tell a lot from that. And we can also do things like a growth scan where we would measure the head, uh, the waist and the thigh bone. Um, we get an idea of the growth of baby and how much baby weighs. And everyone has growth charts and, and it's plotted on there. So we can just check to make sure, you know, it's within the ranges that it should be. If a baby was perhaps a little small or we had other concerns in the third trimester, then we can check baby's health by using what we call Doppler. And this is something that we would put on the umbilical artery to check the blood flow to ensure that baby's getting enough nutrients from the placenta. And um, that gives us a lot of information as well. 
Oh, it's amazing, isn't it? So, so fascinating. Thank goodness for developments in stuff like ultrasound scan because it saves lives, doesn't it? At the end oh, of the it day, does. it's, it it's really incredible. Does. So you said we have that anomaly, the dating scan, sorry, between sort of 11 and 14 weeks and then the anomaly scan, which is around 20 weeks, is that right? Yes, 20 to, well, 19 to 21 weeks and some trusts go up to 23 weeks. Perfect. So they're the kind of, I guess the routine that everyone will be offered? They are, they're routine. Now in some trusts, Pip, they are at the moment trialling a, a third trimester scan mm. um, to see if there's evidence to support maybe offering that in the future as a routine scan. It's still in its early stages at the moment, but um, it's something that we're waiting on the results for. But it, so far, the results are proving quite successful and it would be quite beneficial. Mm-hmm. And it is something that they offer in Europe already. It's interesting, isn't it? Because if you have a scan around 20 weeks, that is quite a long time, especially if perhaps you go a couple of weeks past that due date. That's, you know, it's, it's a long I know. time. Yeah, yeah. And obviously is. We're, we're being screened and we're having appointments in the meantime. So it's not like, I suppose, we scan and then we just leave you to, to whatever it may be. Um, yeah. but, it, but it is really, it's really interesting. Alison, why may other people have a scan? So I know as a midwife, for example, if someone's, perhaps measuring a little small, we might refer them for a growth scan. Are there any other kind of indications where people may end up um, with you? Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yeah, so um, a lot of people do come in to see us for early scans. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do them from six weeks. As you can you know, understand, they're very anxious um, and most people feel they are unable to wait until that first trimester scan (laughs) due to anxiety Mm. it may be that in a previous pregnancy they had a miscarriage or they might have some bleeding and because we can test so early now with these home pregnancy testing kits I mean you know you can do it so so early it's such a long time to wait once you've had that positive test for that 12-week scan And we also see quite a number of um, fertility clients attending for an early scan as well. And these would be because it's requested by the fertility clinic just to make sure that everything is in the right place. But um, in addition to these scans, we also do different bloods as well um, because a lot of the IVF clinics obviously want some blood tests and things. And we also undertake the non-invasive prenatal test, which is a dating scan um, and a blood test. And that's from 10 weeks. But some people may not be able to access this on the NHS or they just want some extra reassurance. But throughout pregnancy, I mean, some people just want to see their baby more often, perhaps, again, due to anxiety and for other various reasons. Um, Some people just do want to see their baby again. But we then have people who want to share their pregnancy experience with loved ones. And in the NHS, um, they don't always allow guests and certainly not the number of guests that Ultrasound Direct do. Um, Some parents um, want to find out the gender at 16 weeks or 
see what the baby would look like in 4D and have this bonding experience, which is also good for siblings to, to get them involved as well. But they can bring all other family members, grandparents, you know, really turn it into a nice experience. Some people may want to have a growth scan a bit later on, which, as I mentioned previously, is not routinely offered on the NHS. And again, for reassurance reasons, sometimes because they want to know the position that baby's in or have an estimation of how much baby weighs. But I must have to add, Pip, that all of our obstetric scans at Ultrasound Direct have a diagnostic element to them. And all of our sonographers are qualified practitioners and we're all guided by the strict policies and procedures which are also followed within the NHS as well. And I think that's a really important point, isn't it? Because when we do start accessing care outside the NHS, we have to be really careful whose hands we end up in. We do, yes. And, and that's something, if anyone is sort of looking into that, then please make sure you ask those questions and you ensure that things are, prop, you know, proper training, proper regulation is so important, especially when you are putting you and your baby's health in, in someone else's hands. I just wonder if someone is looking, Alison, to... Um, look into or to book a private ultrasound scan how do they go about it i'm so glad to have some sunshine again now that spring is well and truly here but for pregnant women suffering with hay fever warm sunny days can be anything but enjoyable new research by fusion allergy nasal spray reveals a quarter of mums felt that battling hay fever symptoms stopped them enjoying their pregnancy and one in four said they spent less time outdoors in fear of symptoms flaring up. It's clear that mums-to-be are unsure which way to turn when it comes to treatments too, with nearly a third saying they felt there was a lack of information around which allergy relief products they could take. And over 40% didn't think they were allowed to take anything at all. Well, luckily, help is here. Fusion Allergy Nasal Spray is a summer essential for mums-to-be and little ones experiencing hay fever. It protects you from hay fever symptoms without the need for drugs or preservatives. Containing the unique natural ingredient, ectoin, to shield your airways from pollen and to help stop allergy symptoms before they begin, while soothing an itchy, runny or congested nose. Fusion Allergy Nasal Spray is $9.99 from your local Boots Pharmacy or Boots.com. With the Fusion Allergy range currently buy one, get one half price, go on, give your nose a holiday. So they can do this a number of ways. Um, they could go on the internet and go on our website. Uh, it's quite clearly um, outlined what each scan is and how many weeks there are that it would be applicable to, to have that particular scan um you can book online um or you could telephone and book over the phone if you wanted to have that person-centered approach where you could ask questions and mm. uh, we've got a really really experienced team who are more than happy to have a chat you know and then anyone got any particular question that our girls on the on the phone aren't able to answer they would then direct that question to myself or another member of the team so that there's always someone on hand to give a little bit of advice and guide them to the right scan that's right for them. 
Yeah, that's sometimes really helpful, isn't it? Especially because when you're when you're kind of looking at the the things that scans are looking for, sometimes it's like a whole nother language, all of that medical yeah. jargon. So having that that extra voice can be a, a real, real <laughs> hand, handy thing. And what about, Alison, because we spoke about the fact that there is a diagnostic element to scans and the scans that you're yeah. doing. So what if a scan does show bad news? How do you how do you approach that? And what does that look like for parents? So we recognise that, that most parents are looking forward to their ultrasound scan. And it is really, really important that us as sonographers find that balance between facilitating a positive experience in pregnancy alongside the potential for receiving unexpected news. So we as practitioners ourselves do find giving unexpected news quite difficult at times, as you can imagine. Um, you know, we really feel for these these people coming in for their scans and we understand the psychological impact of hearing what you describe as bad news. But it has such a, a significant emotional effect, which not only has an impact now, but also many years to come and future pregnancies. So it's important that we tailor the news in a really sensitive nature to the parents and give them time to digest that information um, ask any questions that they want. But most often the, the question parents will ask is what is next? You know, what will happen to me now? And it's important that we're as transparent as we possibly can with the information that we are providing to make sure that all the necessary referrals are completed and the family have a good support network around them from a professional point of view. And also we use charitable agencies as well and that's why it's so important that as a private ultrasound company, we have really good professional relationships and referral pathways with these external agencies, such as the NHS and other charitable organisations, because we want to place the parents at the centre of all personalised support along this really, really extremely difficult journey. Yeah, definitely. And and that's really good to know that it's not a case of they come to you, you diagnose something they weren't expecting. And then that's yeah. it. You know, there is there is sort of a, a counselling service that then follows for people because it's such it's such a precious time, isn't it, pregnancy? And I it always is. say it'd be it'd be so much easier if our abdomens were just see through. Would be so much easier <laughs> on everyone, wouldn't it? And so much less. Oh, it would, wouldn't it? It? <laughs> Maybe one day, you know, we've developed from apes. Who knows? We could we could have glass stomachs. Um the other thing I wanted to ask you is when we talk about <laughs> diagnostic yeah. when it comes to ultrasound scan. Now, yeah. I know as a midwife that scans can't pick up absolutely everything, even with, you know, the most incredibly trained person and a baby that's in an incredible position. Yeah. There is always that kind of screening element isn't there as well. Can you tell us absolutely. a little bit about that? Yeah. So, I mean, diagnostic ultrasound is all about the health of the person or their baby using sound waves to create an image of structures inside the body, which we as sonographers then assess and interpret, which is why it is so important that we've, we're fully qualified and we know what we're looking at. Um, and we then may make decisions based on that diagnostic ultrasound image and information that we've gained at the time um, to refer them perhaps to fetal medicine and things like that. But for example, the anomaly scan, we do look at all the major structures and organs of baby to determine if they appear as they should. 
Um, when looking at, say, the kidneys, for example, we can see that there are two kidneys. Um, we can assess them at different angles. We can see if they look like they should do. Um, and the most important thing about ultrasound and diagnostic image that it's a diagnostic tool that enables us to identify pathology, but then we would need to refer them on for either second opinion or further imaging um, with a consultant, or they might even go for an MRI scan or something like that. So ultrasound is, a, is an excellent diagnostic tool that is you know, relatively safe. It doesn't use radiation. And it is always the first line of investigation in, in the first instance. And we would always make sure that then they go on to have further follow-ups and, and more tests and things like that. Because sure, as no, you say, it doesn't, doesn't see absolutely everything. Mm, yeah, it makes sense. And like you say, every day is different depending on what position that baby's in, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. And we've talked a lot about making sure that if you are seeking sonography outside the NHS, that it's someone who is trained to do so and you are in safe hands. What does, yes. what does the training look like for a sonographer, Alison? So um, typically you have to have a degree to start with. Um, most, um, most people are either midwives or radiographers um, and you would do your three years in university. Um, and then you have to go on and, and do a postgraduate, either certificate, which is obstetrics, or a diploma, which is obstetrics, gynae, and general ultrasound. Um, and that takes uh, another two years. So it's five years in total, although some universities are just bringing in now um, direct courses where they would take someone on straight from A-levels. And it's a four year course where they can then go straight in to do ultrasound. Um, there's such a shortage of sonographers now um, that, you know, we really do need to train more people up to, to do ultrasound. Mm. Um, and that's why as a company, we have already put through um, two sonographers and we are training our third um, who are at university. It's yeah, really, such, really important. Such an important job, isn't it? We need, yeah, we, yeah. especially if we're going to be doing more scans, then we're going to exactly. need more sonographers, right? Yes. So the NHS comes up with these awesome ideas and then we're like, oh, how are we going to mm. do that? It's the same with midwives. Do you fancy training? <laughs> uh, I mean, at the moment I have got a little bit going on, but who knows? Never say never. Never say never. Although I'm not sure my eyes would ever be able to see what you guys can see. It is incredible. I can, I can find a head, a head and a heart. That's as far as I go. And um, Alison, it's been awesome picking your brains. Now, everyone that comes on the podcast, I ask for three top tips. So I yes. wonder if you could share three top tips for uh, expectant parents on the topic of ultrasound scanning. Okay, um, sure. Top tip number one is if you're coming for a scan, always eat before your scan because this can encourage your baby to move a little bit more, enabling us to gain those all important angles to, to see what we need to. Well, that's a good one. I like that. Amazing. Always eat. Um, top, yeah, yeah, always eat. <laughs> Preferably something sugary, which always helps, unless you're gestational diabetic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, top tip number two, if you're having a private scan, do your research about the provider that you're going to use. And we touched on this earlier. Mm. For example, do they charge more for twins? Um, are they going to offer you a free of charge rescan, which is what we do? Make sure they are fully qualified sonographers who are accredited with a professional or voluntary body, such as 
the HCPC, the NMC or the RCT, which is the Register of Clinical Technologists. That's really, yeah, really important. Um, so yeah, that's that's probably one that I would be uh, shouting from the rooftops because I hate the idea that someone <laughs> ends up in, in a difficult situation when they've been trying to do the best for them and their baby. Absolutely, yes. Um, and top tip number three is don't be afraid to ask questions during your ultrasound scan. We do have our poker faces on when we're <laughs> concentrating but we are not scary. I promise you, you can ask us anything and we're more than happy to answer any questions that you have. Oh, that's brilliant. And really, really reassuring for expectant parents listening, Alison. Thank you so much for letting me pick your brains today on all things ultrasound scanning. Thank you very much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Before you head off, I just need to tell you something. 68% of you who listen to my podcast have not hit the subscribe button. So can you do me a favor if you have ever enjoyed listening and hit subscribe now? It makes a huge difference and helps me to keep bringing you episodes. The bigger the podcast, the bigger the guests and the more women we can reach and help. Thank you for subscribing and I look forward to chatting again soon. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revelhorwood, Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.